What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of 2022 of the one and only That Dude Talks podcast. I am your host, That Dude Chris. I hope everybody had a happy and safe new year and welcome to the first episode. I'm happy to have y'all back. I'm happy to be back. Uh, I took a little bit, a little bit of a break. You know, holidays came around, spent as much time with the family as I could. Um, and, you know, it gets hectic that time of year. So I just decided to take a short little break. But we are back. And in today's episode, I have the owner, president, CEO, head booker, the man behind Puro Pinche Wrestling PPW out in Kingsville, Texas. They are the premier uh, wrestling organization in Kingsville. Um, Josh is a really good friend of mine. Uh, I We've been planning on doing this episode for a while, but we finally got, got it going. We finally got it going. He is, like I said the man behind Puro Pincha Wrestling, but he's also the man behind In The Pit with Josh Dimash. We get into what In The Pit is in the episode. Uh, he's also the man that created Everything Wrestling Militia. So this man's done a lot. He's done a lot in the wrestling community. So we get into detail about all of those uh, throughout the episode. So stick around. It's going to be a really good episode. I really enjoyed recording and editing this one. One of the cool things we talk about is the challenges that Josh has faced Throughout the whole uh, COVID time, he started this company kind of right before COVID hit. And he talks about how it's impacted his shows, how uh, he's been trying to work around them and how he's making his return. Stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear when the next show is going to be. He announced it on his show in the pit with Josh Dimash, but I am going to also mention the date as well. But that's going to be at the end of the episode. But on top of that, we also talk about what we love and hate about both WWE and AEW right now. So we kind of talk about a little bit of everything wrestling related. Um, it was a really fun conversation. It was a really fun listen. Uh, I really appreciate him for coming out. This is not going to be the only time that I'm going to have him on here. Bear with this episode. The first eight minutes, uh, it's only my mic that you can pick up. You can still hear Josh on my mic, but... For whatever reason, I lost all the audio from his mic in the first eight minutes. We also did lose about 30 to 45 minutes of uh, audio, so bear with it. We do recover. I do get it going. I mean, it, it sounds good after that, so bear with it. And also, the songs during the breaks are there for a reason. Uh, the first song is actually Josh Dimash's entrance at his shows. It's Black by Seven Dust. The second, sh the second song is the entrance song for the Mosh Chingon champion, Bryson Scott. It is You Can't, uh, You Can Hate Me Now by Nas. An amazing song. I love that song. And the last song is going to be the entrance song for the Puro Pincha wrestling champion, Chandler Hopkins. And it's, of course, Cowboy by Kid Rock. So, yeah. So I hope you all enjoy those uh, little breaks. If not, y'all can fast forward right through those and continue with the episode i really appreciate every single one of y'all please like share subscribe show anybody that you can this episode i'd greatly appreciate it um well yeah here is the episode y'all have a great day y'all take care love every single one of y'all and now What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, it's been a minute. 
Welcome back to the That Dude Talks podcast. I'm that dude, Chris, and today I have a really, really good friend of mine. Um, he is the mind behind of a lot of things that either I'm involved in or have very high interest in. Um, the man behind In the Pit with Josh Dimash, the man that created the Everything Wrestling Militia, and the man behind PPW, Puro Pinche Wrestling, the premier wrestling company in Kingsville, Mr. Josh Dimash. T, what's going on, brother? How are you today? Good, good, man. This is a no, no. Thank you for thank you for spending your time here, man. Um, yeah, no, I, I know, I know. It's uh, definitely something we've been talking about for the longest time doing. Um, I'm happy you're finally able to get everything put together. Um, how have you been, man? How's New Year's? Happy New Year's. It's getting better, man. It's better than 2021. Not a fan. I hear so you. I see it in my rear view now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because we were, we were gonna do this before, and then you ended up getting it, right? Yeah, and it wrecked me pretty bad. I didn't go to the hospital. I mean, I know people lost lives. I'm Mm. thankful that it wasn't that bad. Yeah, uh, I'm still recovering. That happened in what, like November, October? August, no shit. I know you were still dealing with it like yeah, later on. Oh, so that was the reason behind it. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, and then I, they said the damage that it caused my lungs, it'll be about hopefully six to eight months before I get back to any kind of semblance of what I was before. Did you uh, lose taste and smell and everything? No, just, I got sick really bad for a few days, but then it's just now just breathing. It's just, I just feel like someone's just holding on to my throat all the time. Oh, that's tough. That's good. I've improved, but that's how it was. Now they're starting to let go of your throat a little bit. Yeah, I almost again. Jeez, man. I just can't do much, so I can't even exercise or walk. That's tough. A few walks like last week, finally, and I did okay. I've had to use an inhaler now and stuff. It's just, which I never had to do before. Is that? I used to run marathons. I used to be an MMA fighter. I used to do boxing. I used to be a routine. Like, I couldn't walk. Is the uh is the inhaler gonna be a permanent thing now or no, it's just until my doctor is That's good. That's good. Six to eight months, so that's good. That's good, man. I so mean to come back for a lot of things in twenty twenty two. It sucks that like you have to go through anything, but the fact that that's the only thing that you're going through now is oh, yeah. just great. Yeah, that's no, great. I those are woe is me because I know a lot of people had a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. Same here, dude. Same here. More than I've ever, ever wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I've gone in twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. I've gone to more than I ever wished to go in a lifetime. So yeah, it's 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 scary, man. It's sad, but um, I'm I'm glad you're here. I'm yeah, glad you're uh, okay. I'm glad you're still here. Yeah, one of one of our close, one of my close friends that you're aware of, my boy Brad, who's a you know the leader of the Southwest family. Um, whenever I started getting better, he's just like, I'm so glad you didn't die. So he said, like, that was literally the quote he gave, I'm so glad you didn't die, bro. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> I, I freaking love Brad, man. He's Brad is one of the like, coolest dudes. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favorite people in the world. He's going to be my buddy. I feel he's like... one of my best friends. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome, dude. I feel like if there were like a person that had to create the weapons for a horror movie he'd be the perfect oh, man to do it because Joker, bro, those guys are those guys are wired different bro. they are dude of them. 
they're like masterminds dude i've seen like uh at one of your shows y'all did the uh the y'all were the debut of the wrestle vlogs title right room is still right Mm -hmm. and uh it was uh was it meant to be a bring your own weapons match or did bradley just create all the weapons himself well he did he did they did um mostly him the the bar after Mm -hmm. uh, did that it was um we made it a false count anywhere match Mm -hmm. which didn't mean right there just implied yeah yeah okay whatever you grab whatever we didn't announce it as that we didn't say no it wasn't a friend fans bring the weapons match um technically but we made it to be as such by just saying it's a false count anywhere so usually that implies you grab something yeah. and, with it. and so we just happen to have some you know thumbtacked things around <laughs> here and there and you know how it goes and some chairs and some things and it turned out to be a pretty great match and it was the inaugural crowning of the wrestle vlog sadly he didn't he didn't get to defend very much because then he got injured right after not too long after yeah ruben so Steele. Jeez, man. I think that was the first time. Actually, that's the only time I've ever seen Bradley's weapons in person. Some of the yeah. coolest stuff. Oh, the scissor bat, too. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, those are scissors. Yeah. Bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did the scissors bat. He did the uh, half-cut Coke cans on the toy bat yep. as well. Yep. They they did some pretty crazy stuff. And then I've only seen it's gone up from there. I saw the stuff that he did for, uh, um, for Bryson's promotion i saw some of the yeah i saw some of the weapons that brad and the borracho crew did for that one and yeah that that's some crazy stuff man that's some crazy stuff straight out of like a horror movie yeah we went he took some stuff to um whenever loco versus gcw um for like nick gage versus sadika but they actually used it throughout the show really some of it and yeah um he had a a chancla with thumbtacks like on the bottom i think actually albert made that nice crew, bro. they're just i love them to death and oh my gosh man but you just i don't know they're they're wired different bro <laughs> they're yeah wired. i can't think of the things that you bring then i see it's like oh my god I gotta do. And he's just like we're working on some stuff just let him do it though when you have the genius minds that work that way and that's what you're wanting mm-hmm. just, hey i need some stuff done and it's crazy because you would think it'd be like a really mean person that came up. No, Bradley's one of the nicest dudes I've ever met in my life. Dude, it's like he's gonna be in my wedding next like like I'm getting married in March. No, and that's what I was gonna say. Congratulations on the engagement. That's awesome. No, no, that's that's what I like about uh that's what I like about this is yeah. super free flowing. It kind of just runs into yeah. to what what I was planning on talking about anyway, but congratulations, man. How does it feel? Good man. Yeah, she she is a great. She's awesome. I we got to I got to meet her on I got to meet her on the cruise the first time. I think that's when I first met her. Probably. Um, maybe. I was, maybe at a show. It's one. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang out and know her. Yeah, yeah. Emily's really, really sweet. She's really cool. Uh, I really enjoy her presence. She's a really, really cool person, and uh, she has your back with a lot of your dreams and everything, which is really cool, too, so... Even though she's not a wrestling fan, she went to a wrestling cruise. Yeah, twice. yeah. yeah <laughs> like, she had no... Like, she doesn't hate wrestling, but she's not a fan. She didn't... She's like, I remember Hulk Hogan. That's a big guy, right? And then The Rock. 
movies. See, and the cool, <laughs> the cool thing about it is like, there's some uh, people. I'm not gonna say just women, but people in general that like, oh, you can go do that on your own. Mm-hmm. Whatever, just whatever. Go. It's like no, it. I want you to go check it out with yeah. me. It's something you might know. The fact that she actually goes with you and like this might not be my thing but i know you're enjoying it so that's she really cool yeah genuinely tries and that's what says so much more about her like you know what i mean that sums up just her who she is yeah because yeah. like she goes to the live shows mm-hmm. she doesn't just sit there and just wait till it's over she's like so who's this and what's happening yeah oh this one oh and then she's in it you know what i mean so dude that's awesome shows when they were here in corpus the first time they came we sat front row or second row on the ring. Man, she that's had a cool. Blast. Like she's standing and laughing and pointing and doing whatever we're doing, cheering. She would just like cheer with us. She loved it. See, that's one of the things that I like about wrestling is um, you could take somebody that doesn't like it or has never seen it or anything, and they'll find some type of enjoyment out of it. Oh, yeah, you would have a few times that it's backfired, but nine really? times out of a hundred, you're right.
my bad everybody we uh had some technical difficulties and lost about 30 to 45 minutes of audio and i lost all of josh's uh mic so everything you hear is secondary mic you could hear him off of uh my mic but from here on out you'll be able to hear him on his own mic we hope yeah no i can hear you now you're good sweet <laughs> i'm still here no, but you're saying that uh, you had taken your brother and sister-in-law to the GCWA show, right? Yeah, I can't remember which one. We've been to so many, but it was. Um, I know it involved um, Gino and Marvel, and we were saying about how you you know you can take anybody that's not even a fan, and they'll find something to enjoy. Um, but as um, we know how that match went, we were there. There was a the angle was you know Gino blew his knee out and marvel acted like he was helping him and then turned on him and just totally destroyed his knee yeah kept attacking that she was in tears and could not look up anymore and had to leave she was shaking jeez but in my mind i'm like awesome (laughs) because it's like it works still you know like it's still real because it is you know like to people and um yeah so he's never gone back and never would go back again gee that's Uh, tough man that's uh, tough yeah so yeah 99 times out of 100 I agree with you, but there's <laughs> there's that one. That one like, glaring I don't, example. I don't know if we could pay her to go to another wrestling show. Jeez, poor thing. And she's not a weak. Per- it was just really. Yeah, it just hit her. Then she's. I can't. I can't. Was there ever a story that got you like that, where you're like, "Oh crap, this is real." But see, and that was the thing. It's like as soon as my mom found out that I watched wrestling uh, with my co- at my cousin's house. She flat out told me, she's like, yeah, you know, it's not real, right? Like right away. Like I still believed in Santa. I still believed in the Tooth Fairy. (laughs) But she says, I was such a fan because she was a fan. And she went to a show and Wahoo McDaniels was her favorite wrestler. Mm -hmm. And she was at a show and something happened. And the way she says it, a blood, a pack that they had in their mouth or something, like I guess what they used to do for mist Mm -hmm. or maybe it was for blood at the time too fell out and like landed right in front of her so she saw that it was fake Jeez. so then she was scarred from then like this isn't real she still kind of enjoys it and whatever but she always like so she right away told me so it was kind of like oh man you know but it didn't really obviously hinder me because i still loved it so much and then there's there were still the times where like man is that was that part real you yeah know? it's like it can't be real it's like it's real you know, but there's still emotional moments, though. That yeah. didn't ever take it away from me because it's like I'm still a fan of these guys. And when they have their big moments, like when Shawn Michaels won and the, the boyhood dream comes true, you know, like that hit me. Yeah, because I was he's my all time favorite and still is and will always be my all time favorite wrestler um, is Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And so like his moments, like it, you know, it was emotional, you know, like when and then fast forward to now, like here we are 40 years into my love of wrestling mm. when cm punk came back um at aw yeah when he just started the show off and like bro that was like, a huge pop. like i just got goosebumps that saying it right now huge pop like when he made the comeback when he left with the belt and came back yeah to, when john cena won the replacement belt and then he debuted cult of personality i ripped my shirt because i was just like what and i looked down and my shirt ripped off of me because i was so because that's my favorite all-time song yeah then cm punk's my favorite current wrestler like you know since Shawn michaels is retired yeah. cm punk is now my number one and um so you know what i mean so i still had the big moments of emotion yeah and like and charlie was just a baby i think when that happened and i like 
because I wanted to scream and he had just went to sleep. So like I ran out of the room and just like lost it. And I, and I came back in and my shirt was ripped. And my mm. wife at the time was just like, what happened? I was like, Man. he's back and he's using cult of personality. Like, you know, so there's still those kind of things. Like I didn't see that coming. You know, I didn't know yeah. that was happening. I didn't know he was coming. You figured he was going to come back eventually. Yeah. Like those moments. So yes, I have still had him. It's just crazy that I've known it's been scripted yeah. since pretty much day one. But I still have the moment. I could say 20 more. I think mine was probably because um, I was still super young during the ruthless aggression era, era and whatnot. I want to say the custody of Dominic, like that whole storyline. Um, I was like, shit, is, is, this, is this real? Is Eddie really Dominic's dad and everything? So I think that one was a, I think it was also just the fact that Eddie was so good at what he did. He made you believe everything. Yeah. Yeah, he was so good at what he did. So I think that had that had a big factor in that. But I think that storyline was like, oh shit, this is this is real. And I think their storylines were always easier to believe mm-hmm. because they weren't six, seven, three hundred pound muscle guys. Like you see, I mean, yeah, he was built and ripped and great shape yeah. and all that. But he's five eight. You know, yeah. you know, a lot of people are five eight. Yeah, like, that's really a dude. You know, like there's a <laughs> there's a badass at the store. You know, like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you could you could see yourself running into somebody like that. Yeah, and then you know, like though they've had custody problems. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was real. Like it made it more real because you can these guys that are our size, which is not my size, but average person size. <laughs> I don't fit into this thing, but I think that's why. Yeah, we can connect to those guys a lot more than a Hulk Hogan or an Andre the Giant. Like they're mythical because they're just these larger than life things. Yeah. Which then Eddie made it though he became larger in life without being physically larger than life. Yeah, you yeah. know. I think the one that I believe it and feel it that I believed into this day I believe is still uh, they is too realistic his own heart. I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the one that really was just like did that. I, I was like I think that really wait I think happened. that one is r- really, really real. Happened. And then when they kind of stopped, but then but then they went on with the show. Yeah, so you like, can yeah. How did they go on with the show if that really really? Like, how did they like? Uh, so that was one. Yeah, that was one that was really like what? And then you find out, you know, like are they ribbing us? Is this real? Is this not? But it's, then the uh, next day you knew for sure that it was real. But it was just like how did they go on with the show? Which is another you know shitty look for wwe but anyway that's another thing it's yeah. a tough spot i mean it's easy for us to say now like what you would do and i've heard jim ross talk about it and king yeah like well you got to do what i got to do and he would have like you know then see all these oh he would have wanted to do that it's like you don't know that yeah <laughs> you don't know that yeah like yeah. If, what if it was bret hart that fell out of the thing and that happened you think oh it would have been the back let's go on yeah you know what i mean like it's it's easy to say what you think they were gonna say when there's no way to know well you've dealt with scary situations at your shows well, you've dealt with a scary situation at your show. Yeah. Do you want to get into that one, or we can? It uh, um, a talent. We can just say a talent. A talent. We don't need to say the name. Yeah. Um, if you were there, you'll know who. But if you weren't, it's okay. Yeah, there was a talent that um opening match. That's right. Opening it match. was the opening match. Holy shit! Charlie's backyard bra or birthday bra. And that was only your second show, right? Second full show. Yeah. yeah. Second full show. The second full show, if you don't count the uh, parking lot. The parking lot show with GCWA. That, um, My second and a half. We'll call it the 2.5. <laughs> yeah, so in the first match, everything looks good. And they do a corner spot where they're hitting each other's head in the turnbuckle. And out of nowhere, one of, uh, one of the talent ends up like not fully passing out, but almost passing Pretty, out. No, he passed out after he... Um, 
He threw up, he right? Threw up blood came out too. Is that's that what it was? Blood, well, he threw up and then blood was coming out. And that's what we heard in the back. We're like, what? And then we just ran out and grabbed them and went and brought them to the back. And at first, it it that was one of those that it looked like a work. It kind of looked like a work. And then I started saying, oh, dude, that doesn't look right. Yeah. And we like threw them like uh, Ace threw them over his shoulder. Uh, and yeah, we took them to the back. That was a scary, and then and then it's, scary situation. It's crazy. I mean, now we can say, but um, like. You get back there and everybody's surrounding him for that initial minute. Mm. And then they all look at me. So like, you still have a crowd full of people outside. <laughs> like they're waiting for a show. You know, they don't know if what just happened was supposed to happen. Is it not yeah. supposed to happen? Do they need to know if it happened? Do we move on? Like, you know, and it's like. And now I, what remember, do we do? I remember seeing you like. Now what do we do? Walk out and then. I was like, dude, I talked to Terry. Yeah. are you okay? Yeah, I talked to Hollywood. Well, yeah, I told you, you were standing right there. Yeah, that's right. I was like, sure, are you okay? You're like, you're like, <laughs> you didn't, you <laughs> were at like a loss for words. You're like, I, was uh, like, I don't know. Gonna, I don't know, bro. We're going to, yeah, I said, and that's what I, I told, um, who was running sound? I think Josh was running sound probably. And I was just like, put the playlist back on for the, like, because the Doors playlist, mm-hmm. like from when we opened Doors, but haven't got the bell yet. Yeah. I had a playlist made. Yeah. So just hit, play that again. So everybody knows, okay, we're still here. Yeah. And we're going to yeah, figure yeah. out what's going to happen. Because we're literally waiting for ambulances to show yeah, up. Yeah, it was scary. You could see the like, ambulance from. Someone might be mm-hmm. dying right now. So I don't, and that, in my mind is like, I'm sorry, I don't really care about everybody out there right now. Yeah. I care about my friend. Who's yeah. The talent who's flat out here on the stage that we have behind the backstage surrounded by everybody that's on this show i'm really happy that uh you know, so it, worked it out wasn't cause worse because okay. yeah he didn't even have to leave he stayed oh did he yeah he didn't have to leave they took him in the ambulance and tested and did the on-site tests and stuff but and that and then that's when finally i was like okay let's go yeah let's, let's just go on and guess what now we have a new opening match it's the next match and we just went on with the show Man, and I'm, okay. I'm glad that everything wasn't as bad. It was scary in the mo- <laughs> in the moment, but when you look back at it, it it was it could have been a lot worse. And I'm glad it wasn't because that dude is one of the coolest, nicest dudes, and he's one of the best talent out there right now. So he came in a po- like he was apologizing to me at the end of the night. That's the type like of dude he, he is. Purpose, that's the type. That's the type of dude he I was is. Like, so. And I was like, dude, you need. I was like, get out of my face with that stuff. Like, you don't need to apologize to me at all, bro. I'm just happy we're having this conversation right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. how my mind. That's where I'm at with it. And he was just hurt because he cares so much about the business. Yeah, yeah. He's uh. And he's so great. He's quickly rising right now, and he definitely deserves everything that he's getting right now. Um, but do you want to get back into what made you fall in love with wrestling? Yeah, we can. So for you, who was it? Well, to fall in love was world class wrestling. Like I said, my cousin. Um, I got to spend, I was seven, six years, I might have even been six, maybe seven. So it's 80, we're talking 81, 1981, 1982. Mm. And I got to spend the night, stay up late for one of the first times in my life. And these guys just, there's this ring that I saw because I've seen boxing before. Yeah. It's like, this isn't boxing. Yeah. These guys are just in tights and ready to go. And then they're like flipping off and throwing each other and punching each other and fighting and yelling. And there's good guys, bad guys, good guys won because, you know, world class wrestling. Yeah. One Eric's always won um, for the most part. And then, um, yeah, I was like, this is like the coolest thing ever. And I was a big sports fan. Baseball was my life. Mm. Like I loved baseball from as long as I can remember. 
but I was like, this is different. Like, this is like a sh- something different. So I had to, I wanted to know more. So then it was like, well, there's Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazines. I remember seeing those. Let me get one of those. And then I started reading it. Man, PWI has been around forever. Yeah. And then you start reading about, there's, you know, it's all over the country, all the territories, because there wasn't just a big companies like there is now. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it just grew and grew and grew. And then I remember first time hearing about this guy in Florida down the road, not much later after, um, who pile drived a woman. And I was like, what? Who is this crazy dude in Florida? Randy Savage. Oh, like, who man. Is this dude? He wasn't in WWE yet. He was nothing, but he was the macho man. Did you get to see any like Ric Flair's heyday when he was going through all the territories? And yeah. like he was the. There's a cool story with that, too. Um, the, first for Texas people, because we're Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the big Texas Stadium show when Kerry Von Eric beat. Uh, Ric Flair when they did the when they showed it on TV yeah he played the, the next weekend I, it didn't come on till midnight and I'm a still a little child <laughs> that's not supposed to be up at the same clock <laughs> I knew it was coming on so my parents usually went to sleep by 10 30 11 we only had a TV in the living room so once they went to sleep I snuck back into the living room I turned the TV on with no volume and watched that show when Kerry rolled up I mean did the sunset I mean not the what do you call it it's not sunset flip the backslide pin mm-hmm. that never works ever and still hasn't since then either <laughs> i don't think to actually win the match with with the backslide and he won the title like and i was I, I snuck into Jeez. the thing so this is like twelve forty-five in the morning eight nine years old whatever and Man. i like ran back to my room just like carry what oh my god yeah with, yeah with the nature boy yeah and then i read about it in uh pro wrestling illustrated how his run when he had a two and a half week run and lost it back to flair but yeah so like yeah, i remember crazy flair so you saw like all of that title. yeah like harley race Man. dusty Rhodes, the cage match all those things yeah bro like the 80s like because like 1981 is when i started watching mm. so yeah See, and that's, I wish I he started in the 70s technically rick flair did yeah. yeah but the nature boy was 80s <laughs> i wish i would have been able to like experience all of that i just remember whenever um similar to you it was my cousins that got me into it from what i remember it could have been before that i'm not sure but i vividly remember uh getting in trouble for doing the uh dx crotch chop <laughs> my uh you're one of the victims of that <laughs> my cousins uh roger and josh were the ones that got me into oh, it Josh's, you can't trust josh's <laughs> the um yeah i remember going there and uh, watching degeneration x watching the monday night wars uh that's what got me into it i wasn't one that was one over the other i was one that really enjoyed both of them i liked i liked degeneration x but at the same time i liked nwo and then once nwo started splitting up i fell in love with the with the wolf pack the wolf pack freaking i think what got me to love the wolf pack the colors were cool but i think it was a fucking k-dog conan conan back then was so dope He'd be like, touch my bandana. Oh, that's enough. Yeah. Bro, and people don't realize how big a deal it was that he was even there because he was the man in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was a bodybuilder. Like, he was the big dude. Like, you know, man, Conan was such a. And then to this day, he's still, he's still in huge in, the, in Mexico. He still yeah. has his hands in everything yeah, in Mexican wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's one of the main guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, um, he's still underappreciated here. 
because people don't realize how big he was yeah i didn't even until later yeah at the time yeah. he was he was yeah even to this day it's like damn he you still he hear made stories a big deal about, about his debut i'm like who's this guy yeah, yeah. yeah. like i watched el mundo with galavision and they would have you know the lucha shows every once in a while but i didn't ever really follow enough to know everybody you know yeah i watched all that every chance i get anytime i saw wrestling of any kind i watched it like and like because new japan had just started they were like five years in six years in to existence oh shit yeah because they started in 78 or something like that i think and i started watching in like 82 or 83 <laughs> seeing yeah i had uh that's what got me into it of course eddie and ray growing up kept me interested up until like i said earlier what we lost the audio um i think eddie's passing is where i my love for wrestling started dying down um you said you had watched continuously since since stopped, he yeah. since he started. I've uh, I fell out of love for it for a while, and um, Kevin Owens got me back into it. Yeah. Kevin Owens got me back into it. My buddies threw me into this wrestling group on on Facebook called NWO. They would talk about one of my coworkers, Damien's one that got me into that. He would always talk about the current or at the time the current uh, wrestlers, and I had no idea who the fuck he was talking about. I didn't know any of the guys he was talking about, and I asked one of the other guys in the group, "Hey, I'm gonna try to get back into it. Where should I, should I start?" And he sent me Kevin Steen videos, and that got me hooked instantly. He's instantly, so great. He's so great. I haven't stopped since then. Giving the chubby dudes a chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's a real dude again. Like that's what I was saying. Like that's what ties back to why Eddie was so great. I think. Yeah, Ben Watt and all those guys. I mean, like the name we're not supposed to say or whatever, but he was a hell of a wrestler. Um, the guys like that Ray. Like, you know, these little guys that you think you could run into the, yeah. at the grocery store. Yep. You know, Kevin Zine, you'll see him at a softball game. Like, you know what I mean? Playing softball at some, like, mm-hmm. all these retired athletes, you know, in their heyday. Like, he's that kind of dude. Like, you can relate to them. You know, we don't run into six, eight guys or seven foot monsters. Very rare, especially you know, in Corpus, especially yeah, in South Texas. South Texas yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that I think that's what makes those guys so great is that people can relate to them, you know. Oh, definitely, definitely. That but it's, it makes like, it's such a big factor. That's what I never got. I mean, I understood what Vince was going for with the whole making people larger than life, but it's at the cartoon. same time, he was then he made a cartoon out of it. Yeah, Literally. yeah. But I've always like been more like keen on, hey, that could be me. That That's real. That yeah. That we're the same. That could be yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. the Daniel Bryan storyline was so great because mm-hmm. he's just a little dude, like you know. Compared to all the big guys beating the big guys, like yeah, the fact that it was the the Daniel Bryan story kind of thing, but with um, what do you call it? Uh, he went over eight, Triple H. He went over Batista. Like all in the same night. Mm-hmm. All these big dudes, the big muscles, strong dudes. They're not super tall, but seeing I I missed all of that. I yeah. missed all of that. I, going back well, and rewatching it, yeah. mm-hmm. it uh, it I missed that whole thing. What uh? What do you currently love about like? What's your favorite part about WWE right now? If, well, I mean, if you have one, yeah. Well, the, I mean, right right now is harder to say because of what happened this weekend. But like Roman Reigns is like doing some of the best work mm-hmm. he's ever done. It's some of the best work anyone's ever done. I feel like he is very great at being a heel. Yeah. He's doing a really good job. It's been a long time. Besides, of course, the Brock Lesnar image of you know. No one's ever going to beat that big dude or whatever. Yeah. So it's hard to believe whenever he loses. 
Mm-hmm. But to really think like, dude, this is the baddest dude here and he's not going to lose because if one of me is the Usos, maybe it's whatever. Yeah. But he's not going to lose. And that's been a long time since there's been somebody like that. And the difference between and, Roman. And to work so long. Yeah. The difference between Roman now and Roman of like three years ago or five years ago even is uh, you don't feel like he's being forced right now. And b- back then it was like, this guy's not ready. He's not good on the mic. He's very decent in the ring. But they're trying to make him as this guy that that like I I can't believe that this guy couldn't beat him. But now it's like, yeah, there's yeah, a reason he's way. not getting beaten because he's actually doing great at what he's doing, which I never it. thought I'd ever say that yeah, about exactly. the guy. So they're doing a great job with him. And honestly, and that's I've had what grows the greatest ones, man. The greatest ones go through that. They all go through that. Like, I mean, The Rock. Mm-hmm. Rocky sucks. Rocky sucks. Die, Rocky, die. Look, yeah. look what that turned him into. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. And that's the same thing with Roman. Like everybody was like booing him because even when you're supposed to be a face, they're booing him. Yeah. And look what it turned it into him. You know. And it's funny that I use them as the comparison cousins. <laughs> it makes and, sense though, because you know I mean? they kind of have similar parallels with it. Exactly. They kind they have similar parallels. Honestly, I've gone back and watched a couple of the things because it's it's hard to watch the WWE product, but I've gone back to watch Brock is doing great. Like as a face, and I didn't think, yeah, he, it's so like funny just that being be able to do that, yeah. But and I don't think I think Brock is kind of gets the heat because of the same thing that you just feel like, oh, he shows up and he's a champion, he's gonna win, yeah. But he's so great. It like, sucks that really the wrestlers good. are the he's ones cool. are the he's ones that go. take the brunt of the booking decisions. Like yeah. it's not there. Yeah, ask any talent that's worked and seen him when he came up. He's great. The things he's able to do at the size of man that he is. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. and it even went it transformed into the UFC career as well. Yeah, like to see yeah. a heavyweight move as fast as him. Mm-hmm. Like Randy Couture is like was he's like I didn't know what to do. Yeah, and Randy Couture is one of the greatest of all time, and Brock treated him like a little kid. Yeah, yeah, somebody that huge that can that's that agile that's, and that can move around that quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he would have just done that for a living, he would have had a lot solider career. I mean, I know he was the champ or whatever, but he's never gonna he's not gonna go down as an all time great yeah. UFC fighter or MMA fighter. Um, but if he would have been just that only, I think he would have been because he, I think whatever he decided to do is he was going to be great at it. If he would have just stayed one focus on one thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. He he doesn't play well with others. He doesn't like people. He lives with a big eight foot gate, eight good fence around his property for a reason. Did you see that part where he had like a flip phone on SmackDown? I 1000% believe that that is really his phone. Yeah, I believe it I 1000% believe that he still has a flip phone. Yeah, I believe it too. He eats Subway for lunch. Like he drives into town and gets a Subway sub. And then this comes back. In a truck, a pickup truck. Out there in Canada now where he lives because he just wants to be away from people. He's like, I don't like people. I just can't be around people. Yeah. That's why his football career didn't. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, he's, he couldn't have done anything. He's like, he just doesn't like being with people. And football, you have to be a unit. Yeah. And he's not yep. a unit. He's, a, he's Brock Lesnar. He's in, that's why he's successful in wrestling as a collegian, and he's been successful at MMA. Considering he didn't have a lot of training, like for people that can't do what he did, yeah, they're saying, "Oh, well, he lost." And I say, this dude had five fights, like, and then he's fighting the greatest people in the world. Didn't he fight for the title? His second fight, third fight, his third second fight, second UFC fight. He had a fight uh, before UFC. Yeah, with with Frank Mir before. No, right? before that. No, his first fight was oh, Frank Mir. Oh, that's, right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. He won mm-hmm. by submission uh, with by strikes. The dude just tapped because he was on top of him pounding him. Yeah, but his right. first UFC fight 
was Frank Mir, yeah. And he had and he was dominating that one too, but then his that showed that his lack of he caught, he got caught with what a heel hook. It was I a think. knee bar. Knee bar. Knee bar. And it was like and it was just the sloppiest transition. He was dom- he was pounding and ba- dribbling his head on the mat. But Frank, being Frank, who's been doing yeah. this his whole life and one of the greatest grapplers ever, if any weight. I mean, that leg was out there. I saw it coming a mile away, too, because I've been watching UFC since the first one before. Yeah. Like, I watched Validuto. We can go into that. That's a whole other conversation. Um, I love mixed martial arts. Um, but, yeah, so that's the only reason he lost that, because then they rematched what happened. I mean, he put, he made him part of the mat. Yeah. Like, he yeah. put him into nothing. Yeah. You know? I mean, he broke Keith Herring's face on the first contacted punch. Dude, he, he broke his as face. As soon as he got the connection, he just, like, flew, yeah. But that first mm-hmm. punch he landed, that dude rolled back and he went flying like a cartoon. Broxton, like I said, if he knew how to really channel all that athleticism, Into he would one, have been unstoppable yeah. in the UFC. He just he was ten years too late. Ten yeah. Years. And then he had diverticulitis and then still fought. And then all Kane wrecked him. It's like he had just had surgery for diverticulitis. He had eighteen inches of his large intestine removed, and then he fights. And then when he fought over him, over him just kicked him straight yeah, in the stomach. Right. It's like, well, yeah, that's the target. That's yeah. well, he should never just, fought again. Yeah, like, after yeah. he had that, he should have been done. Yeah, but he still went back and he still tried. Yeah, give it to him, man, because yeah. so he gets so much heat. That's so not fair. Yeah. Anybody that was in his position would have done the same thing. Like, let the two biggest companies in the world in combat sports or sports entertainment. Go into a bidding war for me. Yeah. Do it. Then I'm making five million dollars <laughs> for ten appearances. Yeah, exactly. Cool. What uh I think my favorite oh, I'm pretty sure my favorite part of WWE right now and I think is the only, one of the only bright spots in it right now is Pat McAfee's commentary. He's made commentary matter again. Yeah. And for me it's been decades since you could say that. Because even the great JR now, his commentary is garbage in yeah. AEW as well. But we're talking about WWE right now. Um but I mean Michael Cole's a joke. And yeah. If it wasn't for Pat McAfee, no one would care about him. I mean, I don't think I don't see how anyone ever cared about Michael Cole yeah. personally. That's just a personal thing. When I met him in person, I <laughs> held every ounce of my being to not sock him right in the mouth. Like, and I'm not a, my friend that was with me that saw it. He was like, "Dude, I thought you were about to smack him." I was like, "I was." So, I, but I'm like, I'm here at this great event yeah. at WrestleMania 25. Yeah, I'm like at the what do you call it? The the things before it. What is it? Uh, not not Starcast. That's WWE. Oh, that's yeah. AEW. Um. You know what I mean, though. The, the, the big, like, the fan expo before, that they yeah, do. Expos, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of those things. And he was like, dude, I thought you were going to smack him because you looked so pissed off <laughs> when you set up from the commentary table when you did the... Because we were supposed to do commentary together. Mm-hmm. for, And it was the HBK Ric Flair match. Uh, and he was just a douche. Like, the really? piece of crap. I even, like, looked up where he... Because I know where he lived. Because I know his real name. He lives in... Because he lives in the Valley. Like, he's from Texas. Like, oh, really? Like, yeah. Okay. I was like... I was like, I'm going to go <laughs> just pound that dude. He was such a jerk. He ruined such a thing I was looking forward to. Jeez. You know, so anyway, so Pat McAfee, yeah. If it wasn't for him, bro. It's been like a really big resurgence for Michael Cole's career. Like Michael yeah. Cole has said himself, like, And he didn't Pat want to do it in the first place either. He was mm-hmm. mad that Pat McAfee was coming. Mm-hmm. At least he owned it, though, and yeah. said. So that gives me credit a little bit to him. But yeah, he, uh, Pat McAfee's amazing. What I like about it is they got somebody that's a fan yeah. to be a commentator. Yeah. Like, Pat McAfee's a huge wrestling fan. And he wrestled that match with Cole. With and Cole. He did really good. Yeah. he's an athlete. Yeah. I mean, well, he's a punter. He was an NFL athlete, bro. I don't care if you're a punter, a kicker. It takes world <laughs> class athlete, to be in bro. the NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like us guys every Sunday talking all that smack. Well, he's just a kicker. It's like, go try to do it. <laughs> Seeing that thing, um, going back to and being a fan, though. what we thought was like 
was real like we thought a storyline that seemed like it was real mm-hmm. it wasn't a it wasn't a work it was a shoot the whole adam cole uh pat mcafee the whole the whole feud with that i thought that the beginning of it was a shoot because i have it on right now they adam cole was in studio at pat mcafee show and the pat mcafee show yeah the pat mcafee show which is funny because i think that i don't i didn't want to be biased with my answer with that because i'm a huge pat mcafee fan mm-hmm. i've been watching his show for like three years now mm-hmm. um and i watched this interview live where he has adam cole in studio in indianapolis and uh pat and his his co-hosts he has multiple co-hosts on the show mm-hmm. they were all like taking digs at adam cole while adam cole is is there on the couch and then cole out of nowhere like you see him get increasingly pissed off throughout the whole thing he knocks the mic down and gets in past face and starts talking shit and i thought it was i thought it was a shoot i did not because they never hinted at ever like pat ever being in the ring or ever being part of like like he did the pre-shows and everything but he they never hinted at him having anything to do with like a match or anything so yeah all of this happens and then triple h ends up doing it doing an interview with pat on pat's show uh invites him over to nxt to do commentary and then they get him and adam cole get into it he punts adam cole's face which makes it more believable because he's a punter so he, he yeah yeah the, just this whole storyline was great and everything he's done in wwe has been great there are some people that don't like him and whatnot, which I understand. He is very over the top, especially when Shinsuke comes out. But he, I, that, I enjoy that. I, I enjoy that because you never, you don't see that. The closest you got to that was Mauro Ronaldo. Yeah, exactly. with NXT. And yeah, sadly, what happened to him? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know the funny thing too, like one of the funny things Pat did whenever when Cena made his comeback. Where it's John Cena? <laughs> Where like, that was just like so great. He, Boom. that's like, what I like so about great. him is he's like, he's in the moment. He knows what, what's big right now. He knows what's trending right now. He knows what he can work in there because he, he has that daily show. So he knows what happens on a daily basis. There's something that happens on Friday in sports that he works into SmackDown, which is hilarious. It's freaking great. He's great. Yeah. But, uh, he's one of the best that they've had in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic. I'm glad that they have him and I'm glad that he's doing what he's doing. Um, What's your favorite part about AEW right now? AEW? Oh, man. There's a lot I love about it. Um, I mean, I love seeing Punk coming back personally just because I missed him for seven years. Because I think he's one of the greatest to ever do it personally. Because that's just my one of my all-time favorite people or talents. Yeah. Um, on the mic, he's one of the greatest. And in the ring, he's up there with anybody. Uh, so him being back. But, um, man, there's so much I love about AEW. I guess I know so many more of them personally. Though. Yeah. So I feel yeah. I'm like way more connected. I don't, I'm not one of those though. Uh, you have to be AEW or WWE. No, I love wrestling. So yeah. We're same clear here. about that. We've, I think we established that clearly that we're both that way. Even back in the day, the Monday Night Wars, I watched both all the time. All of them. You know, I recorded one and watched the other until I got picture in picture. Then I watched them literally both at the same time. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I would say, man, it's tough. I, I, one thing I'd like to give them kudos for is the freaking Hangman Page storyline mm-hmm. that lasted longer than AEW's actually been in existence. Yeah. And to actually have the payoff and it still worked is kudos yeah. to them. Um, that's great. They're trying 
to elevate women's wrestling a little bit better. I think they could do better, but it's just so hard that they only have so many shows on TV. Yeah. And people don't, I mean, I know they have dark, they have elevation, but those don't get the eyes like dynamite does. Um, See, because I love wrestling. I love wrestling, but I can't remember the last dark elevation I watched. Yeah. So that's where all of my friends always wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. We've had Maddie on there. Chandler's been on there. We had Moonshine on there. Like all these guys that are, I mean, people I know, I don't know Mm. if they're my friends, but I know them. Yeah. Um, But then like, I don't know. So I, I just, I think everything they're doing is in the with the right spirit. Mm-hmm. I think they honestly believe that they're trying to do the best for wrestling. Yeah. Not for, for Tony Khan's fandom. Yeah. Which in the beginning that's what it felt like it was gonna be. And then all the executive vice president bull crap. Yeah. Um, which I think in the beginning was okay. And I'm glad that they actually took that away. Yeah. Because I think it could have went a totally different direction. Where we might not have been as happy with them as they are now, even though they think, oh, he's doing bad things. I was like, I think he's really doing. He's running it how, how he um, should run it. He lets the people that know yeah. what they're doing do it. Mm. But there is still some stuff like the commentary on AEW is horrible. It's very, very bad. It's, it's so very, bad. Very bad. They need. They get away. They have a little bit too much power. Like it's like they don't research or know anything new. Like I understand they want them to, that. I understand that Tony doesn't want to be in their ear the whole time the way Vince is, but at the same time, there there should be a healthy balance because you hear there are times that they're stumbling over each other when they're talking and uh, saying the wrong names and whatnot. Tony does good, and it seems like he puts in work because he does a lot, but like JR. Yeah, yeah, which I love the guy, and I hope he he gets through what he's getting through right now, but there are some times where it's tough to get through. yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I wish he would just come back so he could leave on the right way. Like, retire. Like, yeah. Or start yeah. working again like you used to, man. Like you, used to- you know who's great on freaking commentary? And they need to give him more of a chance to, like, he's, you could tell he still needs to get a little bit more comfortable and it is Ricky. Oh. I like Ricky on commentary. Ricky's so great with the mic in front of his face. I like him and on Rampage or they, so, or just keep Taz there. I mean, Taz is one of the best and he actually does way better than everyone on there yeah yeah i mean he's he's done it everywhere he's yeah. done wwe uh ecw tna he's done it everywhere yeah so well, i mean because he he loves the business so much even though he can't because he would rather just be a talent yeah but he just physically can't because yeah. of injury but yeah it's um it's a great thing did i even answer the question i i think i hinted at a bunch <laughs> i kind of was like you, i like this you I got like a little bit of everything a little bit of everything which hard. is cool which yeah. is cool it's hard to pinpoint I mean, just I love one my friend thunder rosa getting the opportunity yeah. she has and her taking the ball and fucking running with it i want to see i'm really looking forward to her feud with mercedes martinez that's gonna be awesome that's I mean, we've seen be it awesome. before but now it's mm-hmm. gonna, it's nice to see it on the grand on stage. the screen mm-hmm. you know i uh, knowing it for people that don't know that they've actually fought before <laughs> <laughs> i want to see google it, what i uh <laughs> that's what i say on my show is google it and then move on. <laughs> what i like the most right now is just uh it's different yeah, it's different. It's car. It's kind of hard to like boil it down. It's it's. And it's different. not perfect though. It's like, not. There's it's that not. Bad. There's stuff that are that needs to be worked through. Um, but seeing people that we know, seeing friends of ours doing big things on the big, on the big stage is awesome. Because who knows when WWE would have ever given any of them a chance, if they would have ever given them a chance. So the fact that people we know have a stage and a platform to do what they're best at is awesome. 
like I said, like Mel got her, or Thunder Rosa, I'm sorry, got her chance with NWA, mm-hmm. and then was the NWA Women's Champion. Like, people just forget all about that. We can't say about it anymore, but she was. And Ricky. Yeah, and Ricky and was Ricky. the TV champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, but like, they wouldn't have, and then they took that and went to AEW and ran with it. Yeah. Know? But like, they could have, they should have been, if you, if everyone thinks WWE is the top and wherever the goal is, which now that's not the case anymore, but back then it kind of still was, they thought maybe. Like, I mean, you could put them up against anybody. Like, I think, I, I legitimately think Thunder Rosa is the top five women's talent in the world. I would say she's like top two. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would I, definitely yeah, say, I mean, just for debate's sake, I would yeah. say five. And really, I think she's two or three, if not the top. Yeah. I mean, I've, but I've seen, I've been in the theaters when there's 50 people there to yeah. watch her wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I've seen her sitting on my couch as she gets a huge pop at a pay-per-view. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I know how hard she, I have a good idea of how hard she works because I know a lot of people and, you know, I consider, you know, friends, you know. So it's good to see things like that. But at the same time, there's some talent there that kind of have the WWE vibe that they're trying to push yeah. down their throats. So like I said, they're not perfect. Yeah. There are some talent there that I think it's time to start trimming the fat and not re-signing as well, which sucks. I, you want everybody to have a job, but overset, having too many people kind of hurts everybody. Um, I mean, and these guys need to realize a two-year contract doesn't mean that you have a job forever. Yeah. That means you have a job yeah. for two years. Yeah, exactly. And it's up to you to, to do something with it. Mm-hmm. I think one of the worst things about, about AEW right now is it feels like they're doing with Cody Rhodes now what they what WWE was doing with Roman Reigns five years ago mm-hmm. and trying to push somebody that nobody wants yeah. at the moment. And they're doing the whole John Cena thing with them too to where they don't want to turn him heel. Yeah. They're like hinting at it, but they're not doing it. He, I don't think he, and it could be me being biased, I don't think he should have won the title off of Sammy. Yeah. I don't think it should have been him. Soon for him to drop it to anybody, if you ask me. If... If they were going to take it off of him for anybody, it would have been cool to, down the road, have Kyle O'Reilly take it off of Sammy. Or Jungle Boy take it off of Sammy. Somebody young. Or Ricky. Or Ricky take it off of Sammy. There's that history. Yeah. Killer. Or Hook take it off of Sammy later Later, on. Later later, later down the road. But I just feel like it was super rushed, super ill-timed. Like, it made no sense to me. So certain booking aspects right now aren't polished it i don't see the end game in a lot of it of course tony might have an end game for it but a lot of it it i just don't see it yeah and people need to remember like you know because they're thinking oh cody's because he was executive vice president he's getting all this power he hasn't had that power he hasn't had the power Mm -hmm. it's been over a year Mm -hmm. he hasn't had that power this is tony yeah you know yeah and it's it's weird because tony's usually good about it cody's getting though is people don't really know that they think he's still the guy that helped start the whole company which he is but he's not in charge anymore you see cody everywhere now which it's a good and bad thing a you need to grow the company so it's good that he has the go big show but at the same time i don't think roads to the top needs to exist yeah it, or don't put like i if you watch the show it's not a hundred percent focused on cody and brandy like they have backstage and everything they should just done like a backstage show and not yeah. named it after cody i think they they're hurting him more than helping him exactly. at this point with the go big show let's one year have cody the next year have another wrestler the next year like rotate always have a wrestler as one of the judges but rotate them out because it people are already getting tired of cody and it's only what year three 
going into three or three going into year three so we'll, let's see what happens i i can't really say what what i think is the worst thing in wwe because it's there's a lot of options there that's too much there's a lot of options there i just it was hard to find a good thing to say so that kind of sums <laughs> up the bad is everything else i just <laughs> i think the fire sells the fire sells like not having much talent left kind of sucks yeah i mean and that's the whole like i said i mean at least at aw I mean, I know, well, you get a two-year contract, you think you're assigned talent forever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you work for two years. WWE, you get a two-year contract, that doesn't mean you have a job for two years. They say is a 90-day contract that, const- that constantly renews itself. Yeah. It's super weird. Yeah. It's I mean, they do weird. annuals for some people, but yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm excited to see what happens with all the all this talent that's on the indies now before AEW scoops them up. Mm-hmm. I want to see what... So much. Mia Yam does well, not me. All oh, the ones that came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's on there now. She's back. Athena, all them. Yeah. Who else? Yeah, Athena. I would love to Tony see Storm what she does. Quit. Tony, um, Keith Lee. I'm looking forward to seeing him in Texas again. Seeing him on the uh, Indies. Eh, okay. <laughs> I always get a little heat for my reaction to that. That happened. We talked. They brought. They said that on my show too, and I'm just. Eh. You, I'm good. Not without, too, not too, too much I'm with, with Keith Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fine. That's Just fine. Every, I can't love everybody, man. Yeah, no, that's true. Not everybody love Not me. everybody's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I've just never been a. Not, just. Yeah, I feel like he and me cool, again are kind of like you know. a package deal now. If you get one, yeah. it might be good to get both of them. But yeah. I love Mia. She's so. Great. Mia's awesome. She's so great. I want to see her versus some of the young talent here. And it's tough for me too, man, because like you know, being a promoter. I get messages. Oh, you need to book this person. Oh, they're free. Now you can get them. And you want to see that? And I'm just, and some of them, I'm like, <laughs> no. You got to do what's best for your company at the end of the I day. Like, I don't, I don't think it's worth it. Well, you know, but I don't book how other promoters book either. So, yeah. How, how often do you get those messages? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's more days that I don't than there is that I do. Really? I mean, the other way around. I there's more that you do yeah. than you don't. Like there's, you can, I'd rather say how many times I don't get messages like that. <laughs> it's often I'm tagged in Twitter. I'm tagged in that. I get DMS and oh, you know, anytime anybody's released, of course, then all the, you know, couch bookmakers. Yeah. Oh, we need this match and this match and this match. And this match. I'm like, cool. Sounds great. Take it under advisement. I feel like you, Jeff from GCWA, Jaime from local. I feel like all of y'all are constantly non-stop. getting those messages. Non-stop. nonstop. It's, and it's, like I'm, like, I'm making it sound like it's a bad thing. So, like, someone's going to hear this and they're not going to ever message me anymore or tag me anymore. But <laughs> The input's cool. I like mean, the nice input's cool because you get yeah. to see, like, what people really have in mind. Really want, yeah. you think, we think we know, and I don't know everything. I know my vision for what I want for my company. Yeah. But I do. I mean, I pay attention. It's part of it. it I think there the was territory. only one that I messaged Jeff and I was like, dude, we got to make this match happen. And it's i've only done it once and it was it involved me i am so i was like it'd be cool to see me i am at gcwa yeah so and they're still i mean because they're crowning or crowned their women's champion so now their women's division hopefully is going to get a little more active so that would be good yeah it'd be real cool speaking of jeff what uh how did that friendship between y'all start man it's it was really weird and awkward because like I, that relationship started as me as a, a fan as far as he knew, because I moved back down here. Yeah. So then I reached out initially to Ben, because I wanted, 
I wanted a whole section. Yeah. For our, oh, for us. For our group. Yeah. 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 For the Southwest family at the time. Um, I wanted our own section, so I reached out. They had a number on the bottom on the poster for who the promoters were, so I just texted. And I think, it was, like I said, initially it was Ben, but I think Jeff got in the mix somehow. Oh. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever. I need 25 seats. And they're like, you're bringing that many people? I was like, yeah, I'm going to bring this many people. You give me a section that I wanted here. So then from then on, we had a reserved section. Like Jeff didn't know that I was already planning PPW. Yeah. Which had nothing. And I wasn't doing it. And like, I'd never even been to a GCWA show. Mm. Like, and I was already planning PPW. And then um, I guess whenever I started getting the momentum and actually, like I hadn't announced the show or done anything, but I just announced like I was doing it. The word got out because you know how wrestling is. Yeah. So at one of the GCWA shows, and I was real nervous because I was like, man, these guys have been really good to us, giving us a section here. Yeah. And then now I'm going to be doing shows 35 minutes away. Yeah. Like, and I know they don't really like, because I know they weren't fans of the other business, the other wrestling companies in Corpus coming, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I was really nervous. Like, I was like, I don't even want to, how do I, t-? I was telling Emily, I was like, how do I tell them? Yeah. Like, how do I tell them that I want to do it? And I was already wanting to do it before that I even knew them. Yeah. I was really, really scared. So I was just like, man, this will be the time. Maybe this show, I'll tell them. I'm going to tell them after the show. Whoever, well, I don't know. I was like, well, do I tell Ben? Do I tell Jeff? It's probably Jeff. Yeah. Before I could do it. And like I said, we weren't even, hadn't really, it was just more of a, like, here's your tickets. Here's your section. Cool. Thanks for supporting. That's the relationship. Yeah. Jeff came up to me during, like, the first break or not even, like, after the first match or two, like, he came up to me. Yeah, so I, I heard you're starting a company. I was like, Mark, in my head. I was like, Dad, how do you know? But I was like, yeah, man. He's like, if you ever need anything, you let me know. He told me like that. Dude, and that's that, awesome. I, I just, like, my whole body just, like, oh. like, it was such a relief, bro. That Jeff came to me and he's like, whatever you need, you just let me know. And he, like, he looked me dead in the eye. None of this like, oh, yeah, good luck, kid, kind of bullshit. Yeah. No, he's like, you, he shook my head. He's like, you let me know if you need anything. And from then I was like, this is happening and we're doing it. Because I was worried. I was like, man, like I'm right down the street. They've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. I've yeah. never done this before. Not a talent. I didn't work. I'm not a worker. Like I'm just a mark. Decided, <laughs> you know, at the time I had money. So I was like, I want to do it myself, you know. So then Jeff coming up like that. That's how it happened. You're just literally Jeff. a fan that that created his own company, which is cool. And Jeff is one of the coolest fucking guys, man. Yeah, one of the nicest did. dudes. One of the most down to earth people. He, uh, I reached out to him um, and asked him, "Hey, what uh, what do I have to do to sponsor a show and whatever?" And he, we went through it, and he was amazing enough to put the logo on the GCWA. Mm-hmm. Um, facebook and everything and blasted and literally that night my my viewers doubled in one night which was awesome and that's yeah. it's a lot to do with jeff and i really appreciate it yeah, appreciate him for that ppw if it wasn't for jeff Trevino. yeah because y'all yeah. wonder what jeff we're talking about yeah <laughs> it's out there i mean you also know who jeff is he's jeff and we don't always agree now either but like he's always still there for me yeah and now i mean i consider it i mean hopefully he considers me a true friend. I'm pretty sure he does, but I consider him a true friend. Like I said, even though we like we don't agree on a lot of things, he has a lot of old school thoughts where I have the new school thoughts. Yeah. Even though we're the same age, or I'm actually probably older than him. <laughs> but in the business, you know yeah. what I mean. Like he's been in the business. Yeah. For a long time. Mm-hmm. So I respect his opinions, but there's been a few times we've flat out total disagree. Really. He's got to the end of the point. He's like, all right, I still don't agree with you. Yeah. And he's like all right, well, I think you should. And I was like, well, I don't. And it's like, all right. And then like, do or do, day or two later, hey, how's it going, bro? All right, cool. Like, we're ready. We can just move on. Yeah. 
because we're grown men at the end of the day too yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like we're not always gonna agree <laughs> and that's that's the beauty of it though it's like we're, we're not supposed to we're not all supposed it's like, to I, told him, I understand why you say what you say I just, I just want you to understand why i'm saying what i'm saying yeah and then if we still disagree then it's just we're gonna disagree mm-hmm. and then we just need to agree on that <laughs> that we disagree and we move on and he does and he that's why even like I said, if we, we disagree on stuff and it's like I frustrated him probably and then maybe he's frustrated me, but then but like but then we're still good. Like he's still invited to my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like he's that's still happening. So I was gonna I was gonna ask how much has that relationship helped out, but it kind of speaks for itself. You, you the first woman y'all you you crowned the first woman's champion at uh at the G C W A show. Well, because I had to delay because of COVID, my shows mm-hmm. that everybody had to cancel. Mm-hmm. He canceled, so he's like, "Hey!" So he reached out to me. Speaking of that, your first ever show was right when COVID hit. That you were planning on it. Yeah. You were planning on it, and then COVID. January twenty third, mm-hmm. one two three. We we're launching one two three. Jeez, and that COVID was like, nope, nobody's doing nothing. So then we fast forward to like the summer of that after we were all shut down for seven eight months. Mm-hmm. Jeff reaches out to me. He's like, bro, I know you still haven't run a show yet, but I mean, but you did, you were like so close because we we're like a week away, you know, and I had to cancel. Yeah. So like people knew PPW was a, was a thing yeah. and they saw who my, like the poster who was on it. Like, man, this, they're broken talent. Like, yeah. so Jeff reached out. He's like, bro, he's like, we're trying to do a comeback. He's like, you want to split it? We'll do half the show. And I was like, bro, I've never even ran a show. And you're running me to do a co-show with GCWA. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The South Texas promotion. Yeah. You know, one of the best in Texas, one of the best, which makes it the best in the country because Texas has the best fucking wrestling. Yep. And anybody has a problem with that at me, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Texas has the best wrestling, the best wrestlers, um, right now especially. Um, and then for them to let me be on, you know, equal, you know, off the bat of yeah. never running a show to doing half the show. Yeah. Booking, literally booking my matches. I was in charge of my matches 100%. Like he, Jeff made that happen. That's awesome, dude. So that's you say what Jeff cool. was a factor. Like PPW <laughs> became PPW because of Jeff Trevino. Even though I had the dream and I had it all in my head and I bought all the belts and had all the plans and everything. Yeah, Jeff. Man, yeah, Jeff. Jeff, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's I awesome. Ever, yeah, I don't know if there's any way to ever repay him for that. <laughs> so you have PPW, and we're gonna get into PPW a little bit more. But what started in the pit? What got you to start doing in the pit? Well, see, that was the thing. Like, and we can go back. Like, as my friends, my best friend in the world, I've been friends with since 1987 when I moved to Premont from Heavenville. And he knew how much I loved wrestling. And he was just always, he always, like, every once in a while, he said, man, you should do something. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, you're not a wrestler. He said, maybe a manager. Maybe you should have your own shows. Like, he was just like, you should do something because you love it so much. And you just know yeah. about it. You talk about it. You're pumped about it. And it's just always since then. It's high school my 20s yeah 30s and then so it kind of got to the thing so then i became part of a very large wrestling group which we were, was us that's mm-hmm. like kind of how we've met as well uh the true hardcore um yeah we'll leave it at that thwf i still don't remember wrestling what it family there fans. we go true wrestling like true that. hardcore wrestling fans but um we're the southwest family or whatever so that got me kind of connected to a lot more behind the scenes and the indie style and the, and the indie wrestling and all that talent. And then that's when then social media is coming up and then everybody's like, you know, and I was like, well, I've always, you know, wanted to do a talk show. Yeah. But it wasn't even about, it didn't even have to be wrestling. I, I there was, cause I, I'm a big sports fan as well. 
they were like, you should have a sports talk show. Because I had some sports talk groups in Facebook and stuff that I had created mm-hmm. that you know have dwindled over the years. So I was just like, you know what? Let's just do it. And then, you know, so um, one of the leaders, the former leaders of Southwestern, uh, Southwest, Southwest <laughs> Family, he came across this platform, StreamYard, yeah. to where you could, and it was free, and you could stream to multiple things and this and that, and then have guests and all this stuff. Yeah. So he found it and said that, and he's like, you know what? I, I want to do a show. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to, he's like, we can use it to promote the family and we can do it here and there occasionally. I was like, nah. I was like, I'm going to make a show and we have a show every week. Yeah. You know, and then he's like, what are you, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, because PPW was about to launch too. I was like, I can use this to promote PPW. Mm-hmm. I can promote our stuff. So that's how it, it went to that. And he's like, what do you call it? And he's like, well, I've always been Josh Dimash, like to my friends since I can remember. Like, that's mm-hmm. my nickname. And then, and he was like, well, what was that from? He's like, cause I used to get in the pit and I would throw down and like, so I would mosh. Like I was, yeah. mosh, like, cause that's how it was in the ni- early nineties, you know, when I got out of high school and stuff, I'd be in the middle of it. Cause that's my kind of music yeah. and I would stand my own. So I was in the pit and I was Josh Dimash. One of the coolest like so names and then your, your name, Josh Dimash and then my in the Yahoo pit, just go straight. Yeah. My Yahoo, my first email address ever that I ever had was joshdemash at yahoo.com. Oh, that's like, so that's cool. That's been my nickname forever, <laughs> forever, my adult life. <laughs> See, I wanted to ask you where the name came from, but it kind of was self-explanatory. Yeah, it makes, now, it yeah. makes sense. We had one of my guy, one of my friends, he was like, Josh Demash. And I was like, I like that. And so then email things came around. I was like, what are I going to do for an email? And they're yeah. like, Josh Demash. That's your name. I was like, yeah. And then I put it in. Nobody had it. Boom. So cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So, in the Pit is such a fun show, and I wanted to thank you and everybody uh, for letting me come on. Come on, and I was the first guest on the new version the format, of it, yeah. the new format of it, and that, that was, was it. Was a lot of fun. I really enjoy myself being able to nerd out and talk about wrestling with like-minded people yeah. and be and able to what, have. That's what I love about it. I'm so lucky to have the the group that I added because I was by myself in the beginning with that other person that we're still not going to say. Um, or we can maybe talk about them. Nah, I'm, uh, I'm cool with never talking about that again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so and that and it's funny how that happened was like you know like I want experts so we can have because I don't know I'm not an expert on anything. I know a lot about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm the jack of all trades, master of none. Like yeah. that's my life in everything, every aspect of my life. Like I don't think I'm the best at anything. But I was like, well, there's people out there that are really good at stuff. Yeah. And I was like, well, so I want to have a deathmatch thing and whatever. And um, so then um, Brad was just doing a live and was interviewing oh, man i feel like a shit to not remember who but then i jumped in the comments and i was like bro you should because he was doing so good i was like hey, why don't you come be my co-host and he was like really yeah and this is when all the you know the stuff went down and he mm-hmm. was in charge he took over power of southwest family we both were in charge of it technically even though i left it for a minute yeah due to all the bullshit that happened and then I created the militia and whatnot. But um, yeah, I was, he was doing a live and I was like, you should come co-host. And I was like, you know what? And you know what should we get? If you like, get someone like that knows about woman wrestling a lot. So I was like, well, Mel, she knows a lot. Mel is great. I was like, well, we Mel need a Japanese great. guy. Let's get one of those poodle bros. And I asked, I actually asked uh, uh, Tommy, but he's very busy with all his stuff going on. And then Angel was the next one I asked. And he was like, sure. And then Lucha, I was like, well, numero uno, like he's, yeah, he's knows all, he's the freaking one of the godfathers of Lucha. Like you go into a Lucha show with him, like people are coming up to him, like taking pictures, like Jeez. he's like a big deal. So it was like, I just started gathering them all and then we're all friends anyway. 
So it just works. Like it wasn't like we were strangers. Like we all knew each other. And it's real. What I like about it the most is, yeah, you had that mindset to get people that knew what they were talking about. Like every time uh, you talk, you, you can tell you know exactly what you're talking about. When Brad talks about the hardcore, he knows everything <laughs> that there is to know. Angel, he like he can spurt off anything about <laughs> japanese wrestling mel is mel is great so with, much. I was like how do y'all know everything about this stuff yeah yeah was mel like, is amazing at her women's too. too so it's they know it all the fact that like you have so many people that know exactly what they're talking about and it's so fluid it's so uh nothing's forced y'all there's never like damn what are we going to talk about so y'all know exactly what to talk about and it's funny because we go into every show every week with no plan hardly at all like sometimes a little bit of a we'll talk about this maybe we'll talk about that half the time when we plan it we don't do half the stuff we plan see and whenever you asked me to come on i was like super nervous about it because i was like <laughs> so it was not so are we gonna he came the next one after you yeah i was like well, are we going what are we going to talk about like but then <laughs> what did i say wrestling yeah, yeah. i was like shit what, <laughs> what? and then we <laughs> get we hop on and it was like like i was part of it the whole time like i just jumped in and yeah exactly it was it was so much fun dude i really enjoyed it and um that helped out a lot too the way you introduced me and everything i was like dude that's so cool that's so cool because that that was the first thing that i did uh since starting this podcast Mm -hmm. that was the first thing that i did that was uh that you that somebody could introduce me as this i was like holy shit thing, oh that's right? so cool i know it's cool bro. <laughs> I, like, like marked out a little bit I know, I was the like, oh. few times that i've been interviewed and then they introduced me like that it's kind of like huh like whenever you when we started this and when you're saying all that i was like huh i am all those things that's kind of cool <laughs> hell yeah like wow like you know like no like none of this like oh i'm yeah. puff my chest out it's just like, <laughs> you like oh shit i did do that like, i am doing all that stuff no wonder my fiance gets mad that i'm in doing stuff all the time she doesn't get mad because like man you know everybody you're always doing something so what's uh when you did in the pit when you started in the pit pbw was already oh, yeah, in yeah. mind whenever you started yeah, in the no, pit already, yeah, okay for sure. okay because i wasn't sure what i yeah. i knew that in that's the pit how i had started. the relationships to get the guests that i had in the beginning oh okay okay I had yeah, yeah, yeah. To be on my pbw show that got canceled yeah yeah what is uh what is one thing you learned ever since starting pbw oh. <laughs> uh sadly that there's a lot of different types of people in the business mm-hmm. that um, some of it they're in it and they love it and they have the passion for it. Some mm-hmm. of it is as a business mm-hmm. and to learn to just treat everyone the same. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. To book them all just like talent. Yeah. Even though they're your friends, but when it comes down to the booking part of it, it's, you got to just, you have to separate it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and everyone's going to treat it differently and they're not you. Like, I'm me. Yeah. You know, I'm the only Josh Damash. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm the only Joshua Teague that's wearing these shoes sitting in this chair right now <laughs> talking to you. You know what I mean? And yeah. I can't control what anybody else does. We can't control if anybody else. So I don't let things upset me like they did. Like, oh, it's like the week before somebody cancels. Mm-hmm. Take it personal. Yeah. Oh, they're like they probably were lying to me for two months, and then you know, yeah. you know made me upset. It's it's I tough. Can't control that. It's you tough know? to separate the we two. We gotta do day by day, and just get to the show day, and hope everybody shows up, and then we go over there and make it work. And, yes. we, and so far, because there's a lot of that that happens that nobody knows. Yeah, happens like y'all don't know who I had booked on some of these shows that had to cancel. Like there was some big names that had to cancel. Man, you know, but nobody knows because it's like you just gotta go with it. Just move on and go. Because if you let it get to you. It's going to 
beat you up. And I've know a lot of promoters that almost after every show, they're like ready to be like, man, I need a break. This is too much, you know, and I get it. I can kind of see uh, not to the scale that you deal with just because like you're dealing with 20, 30 people going. So similar situation, like whenever I have somebody lined up and I'm like, I have stuff written down, like, dude, we're going to talk about this. Like, the more I get prepared for it, the increasingly more excited I am for it. And then yeah. have somebody cancel at the last minute. It's like, it's kind of demoralizing yeah, a little bit. It's, it's like, tough. fuck, at the, at the beginning. And it I still, this is still very new to me, but, like, mm. I've gotten, like, not used to it more. But, like, I don't take it as hard. But at first, it was, like, demoralizing. Like, fuck, I don't want to do it. I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. It's like, yeah. have well, multiple days, people. And it's days. like, shh. There's been days with the talk show that I've felt like that. Yeah. Because I've had a lot of people flake yeah. on me on that too. And that's really tough when it's like, we're literally in the show and they're going to be here in 20 minutes. Yeah. 10 that's minutes. tough. And then 10 it's minutes tough. come and they're like, I still haven't seen them come in the backstage. Like the whole time, like, I don't really know if they're really coming or not. I'm messaging them, panicking as I'm keeping the strong face in the show. And then at the end, it's just like, oh. and we make it fine. Yeah. Like, Brad's like, bro, we fine. Like we still did a whole hour. <laughs> we still talked, <laughs> talked about it. We had fun. That's one of the reasons why, like, cause I know how it is. That's kind of one of the reasons I was like 10 minutes before I was in there in the backstage already. Like, yeah. all right, I'm ready whenever y'all yeah. just yeah. cue me in and I'm good. What is the main challenge you've ran into since the creation of PPW? Besides COVID? That, I, th- <laughs> I figured that that was the answer. I figured that that was the answer. COVID and venues being, because the thing is that everyone's like, well, you can just go run in San Antonio or you can go run in Corpus. They have plenty of venues. It's like, no, PPW was made to run in Kingsville. What led to it? What made Kingsville be the home base? Because like I'm, I grew up, I mean, initially in Hebronville, but I, I claim Premont as my hometown. Okay. Okay. Which is 25 minutes from Kingsville. So really with my meaning of why Kingsville, it should actually be Premont, but Premont is too small. Yeah. So Kingsville is my next step. It was either Kingsville or Alice. I was like, and I'm not a, not a big fan of Alice. <laughs> Sorry, Liz and Albert, if you listen to this. I love you guys. But yeah, I, don't, I hate Alice. So Kingsville, and that's where I went to move mm-hmm. and live. Um, and that's where I'm going to live for the rest of my life, probably, until I retire. Um, I just always feel like, you know, it's like, well, you got to go to San Antonio to go see a show. Or you got to yeah. go to Corpus to go see a show when you yeah. live in towns like Kingsville. You always got to go somewhere. Yeah. And I think Kingsville is the right size to have a sh- have. A, yeah. a promotion like us like you can't have an AEW or WWE or big you know we're not trying to get a thousand people to come yeah. to the show or ten thousand people to come to the show that's not going to happen in Kingsville yet <laughs> remember <laughs> we said this um, but I mean you come to Corpus you go to a show you get three four hundred mm-hmm. like you know that's a packed house two hundred three hundred you know we've had over a hundred already at ours you know and that's what you go drive to see and then you go to shows in San Antonio and that's all that's there too Yeah. and I was kind of like well I don't need to come to San Antonio to, to, do, to get 80 people I can get 80 people in Kingsville. Yeah. And I easily get 80 people in Kingsville. I can send out a group text or make one post and I'll have 80 people in Kingsville, you know, without trying hard. And get the militia to show up. We, yeah, exactly. I get my people to show up and we're, we fill it up. Um, so then I've been doubling that number. And, and really what solidified it though, and so we can talk shit about somebody because I don't give a fuck about that guy. Not the one, but um, so there was a promoter that ran a show in Kingsville a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Who thinks he's the Godfather and he's a piece of fucking shit? <laughs> is he the one that did the? Uh... Well, let's say RBG, and if you know who that is, you know. If you don't, you don't. He ran a show in Kingsville, mm. and I went to it. And if it wasn't for me and Frankie bringing people, 
There would have been like eight people there or ten people there. Was probably. it the one that had like all of those big names on it? No. no? Terrell, I mean, Terrell, uh, the Temple was the, the big name. Oh, okay, okay. And he did it there at the venue that I went mm-hmm. and did at the KC. But he did that. And I, me and, me and uh, my friends were there. And we're just like, he could do this here. And like, there's nobody here. I didn't even know the show was happening until that day. Really? I live here. Jeez. I was like, Man, if you promote this better, like you could get people here. Like you could do it here. So then I was like, yeah, that it's that it's happening here. This is where it's happening. Man. And it's, it's a good event. Shitty promoter that's worth a piece of shit. And being who he is or whatever, like thinking that he could just show up and have a show. Jeez. But anyway, so I saw that. I was like, this guy could do it. I definitely could do it. Yeah. You know, and I proved it. Yeah. Everything he thought I couldn't do it, and he talked a lot of shit. Really? Yeah. Even though no he was like, good luck and have a great show. I was like, uh-huh, I know what you said. Like, anyway. So fuck that guy. And the horse he rode in on. But anyway, um, yeah. Like I've told him to his face, fuck that guy. Like I fuck you, like right to his face and walked away. Um, because yeah. he didn't want to do shit. But anyway, yeah. So that's why. Like I saw it there and I was like, this guy could do it, I could do it. And I said, and I will do it better. Like my worst show will my worst show I ever do will be ten times better than this show that he just did. That was my mindset. Man, I kind of wish I went to that show just to see yeah, how, how bad it was. And it sucks because the talent was good. Like, really? he, he booked good guys. Really? But it was just, nothing made sense. There was no announcer. What? No announcer. Like, it was they just had them walking the music out? The start and somebody comes out and they wrestled again. Oh, that's no terrible. No promos, nothing. That's terrible. It was like, so it's all good matches for the most part. You know, he had some that shouldn't have been there. But That fucking sucks, yeah. dude. Like one dude dressed in clothes like this. Like he looked like he was just in shorts and a t shirt, like not gear. Oh, so they booked Kevin Owens for it. I'm just <laughs> no, <kidding. laughs> not even worse. Really? Yeah, bro. Yeah, so it was wow. just it was a horrible show. But that's when I was like, Yeah, I could do this. I could do this better than this dude. That's crap. And then man. I've proved it numerous times since. <laughs> what uh I love the name so much, Poodle Pincher Wrestling. Uh I know why it's that, but what led to you settling on Poodle Pincher Wrestling? Well it's like, you know, I'd like kind of do as much shout outs and things to friends like from growing up and mm. that have been a part of my life and we've always been like especially back to Premont like mm. all those Premont guys we stick together even though we've grown like we lived in the valley we had like a group but everything was always oh man puro pinche Premont puro pinche party time <laughs> puro pinche like this is everything that was just what we did so then I'm sitting there and like my buddy we were just like I asked him I said man I'm trying to come up with a name he's like bro you already know what you should call it I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, Puro Pinche Wrestling, bro. And I was Man. just like, yeah. He's like, didn't you say that's what you were going to call your company? He said, he reminded me of a drunken night at his pool that we were talking about it, like <laughs> in a pipe dream. He's like, that's what you said you are going to call it. I want to call it that. And he's like, PPW, bro. Like, you can hear, can you hear the chant already? PPW, PPW. I was like, flows, sounds good. It does. Done. There was never another name. Like, that's the only name that was ever that's even awesome. suggested and considered. And it was done. And that was it. Man, what are you going to do? That's awesome. Put a fist. It's like, why do you do that? Because like, every time I take a picture, I always would make a fist like that. And so that's my fist. That's, that's what I was going to ask you. I <laughs> never I never knew what the fist came from. I never knew what that came from. So you see me post for pictures. It's like, <laughs> I do my fist. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Because like, I used to box. So fist. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so That's the thing, bro. Like, And that's my whole thing. How I book shows, everything I do, it has to be for a reason. Yeah. I don't want people like, because then when things happen here, it's like, why do they do that? Like, yeah. I don't want that to ever be asked at a thing that I do. And be like, oh. like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> it needs to make sense. It doesn't always going to work out, but that's the plan. Like that's yeah. the goal. You know. I don't remember. I don't know if any if 
I'm sure people remember, but for those of you that either don't know or don't remember, you want to do you want to say who the original commentary booth was? Yeah, I mean, they're they're my friends. They are some of the well. <laughs> this is when I was still doing the oil and gas stuff and had a lot of money, so my budget was a lot higher. Yeah, you're gonna do boys, Raymond Orta, yeah, Mario Salazar, Salazar, and Charlie Corona. Who I don't know who the third guy is. He's a he's a DJ in the valley oh, for a rock station. Yeah, he's he's pretty pretty big. I think I've ever tried wrestling. to get that again, or he loves wrestling. is that like he's something you're gonna wrestling. try to do later on down the line, no, or maybe Mario? Because he's one of, like I mean Raymond's one of my he's a good friend, but Mario's like a really good friend. Like we've been trips together and done a lot of stuff. Went to wrestling shows together, and he loves wrestling. He loves it. So he much. loves does wrestling. He likes does he? Res- he likes wrestling. Okay, okay. Not as much as he loves the Cowboys, but yeah. He, um, <laughs> I just know Mario is like really into wrestling. Like he did the he did AEW. He went to San oh, yeah. Antonio for Where SmackDown we went, and we everything. Went on a trip. We went to Survivor Series a few years ago together in Houston. He's a good together. dude. I love that One guy. of the coolest dudes. We uh, I was when he he broke into the business. Mm-hmm. It was at the venue that I was helping start. El Rey. Open. Yeah, seen El Rey. That's my buddy Isaac's venue, and I wanted to make a comedy thing there. Mm-hmm. Technically, it wasn't me that started it, but it was my idea because I wanted to have a comedy club. Yeah. And my buddy Isaac, here's your comedy club. He was like, here, you can do it here. But then Nano kind of got in between us and did it faster than I could have because he was just already in the business. Yeah. So we started having the open mics. But I said, well, I'll do security. And I was the door at every show. And Mario's first open mic, I was there. No shit. And he was out there freaking out. (laughs) He was so nervous. He's one of the coolest dudes, yeah, so man. I've been along his career, his whole career. That's awesome. <laughs> not a part, not, I have no nothing to do with it, but I, he You've knows around, that I was there yeah. in the beginning. And now to see where he is at now, I'm like, dude, so proud of you, bro. It's I tell really him all cool. times, I'm so proud of you. It's really cool, man. He so um, anytime he sees me on anything, like, puro pinche wrestling, like he always puts us over too. Like he loves. And he's, he hasn't made it to a show yet because he always has a gig. But yeah, she she um, we booked him here for my mom's fiftieth yeah, birthday. Right fun it was such a fun experience he came early me and him were just here talking about wrestling and talking about a whole bunch of random stuff and then um me and him hit each other up on uh facebook quite often actually and then last time he performed here in corpus he's like it was actually the day after my birthday Mm -hmm. and it was the day of his birthday we our birthday is one day day apart and uh uh, he told me happy birthday. He's like, hey, what are you doing for your birthday? And I said, well, we're celebrating today, which was the day before. And I was like, nothing nothing this weekend. He's like, come to the show. I was like, dude, that's so cool. He, such a good dude, man. Yeah, Down to earth dude. Yeah. Real, real cool guy. He's real, real nice guy. Real genuine guy. So big shout out to Mario Superstar Salazar. I wanted to ask you about this whole storyline between you and Nastico. Uh, it's been going, it's been going on for a while, but before we get into that, we're going to take a short little break. Stick around for the rest of the show. It's been a long time. Been a long time coming. It's life or death for me, man. But you know, there's no turning back now. This is what makes me. This is what I am. Feel you can hate me now, QB, but I won't stop now. Real niggas, cause I can't stop now. Brave hearts, you can hate me now. Come on, but I won't stop now.
And like we uh, like we said before the break, like we teased before the break, what was the events that led to Nastico being banned from your shows? Well, I mean, Nastico should be banned from everywhere um, <laughs> just because he's the worst and he stinks, right? Or stanks, as he says. <laughs> he's just anno- annoying. Like, how can I don't know how he gets any clients ever because he's the worst. I mean, he's just the worst. Um, and he's just like that thing that just doesn't go away. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you get a nagging injury or a nagging thing, it's like, and then every time you, it hurts, you remember like something bad that happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's how he, that's how his whole existence is. <laughs> you know, it's just bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Uh, you know? uh, he was banned from the last show and then he, he was banned from everything. Like I had him cause he even somehow hacked his way onto my talk show a few times. Oh crap. Um, and just like popped in in the middle of us talking and just like blah, 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 running his damn mouth about me and Brad and this and that. And I was like, well, and I'll be at PPW. And he said he was going to be at PPW. And I was like, you're not going to be at PPW. So that's kind of how the official ban came when he said he was going to be there. I'm like, dude, you ain't coming. He had the posters up and everything. So I made a wasn't. huge poster and I showed it on the show a lot. We had it at the gate, at the door, you know? Yeah. And he some, somehow wrong. weaseled his I way into... Yeah, I mean, on I, Charlie's, I I on your work. son's birthday, on yeah. Charlie's birthday. I don't know how, I didn't know there were so many back doors at the KC Hall, but he found the one that I didn't know about. Jeez. And made it. it in. And then as I'm, ga- I mean, basking in the glory of my son in the middle of a ring, they just did the streamers and mm-hmm. everything. We're singing my son, happy birthday, a huge wrestling fan. Remember me, imagine me being a 10 year old standing in a ring with the crowd singing happy birthday to me. That's such a great moment. Yeah. And then he comes from behind a taxi. Low blows me, of mm-hmm. course. The only way he could do anything makes is sense from behind. Makes sense because I'm. I mean, he thinks he's a big guy, but he didn't realize, you know, how big a guy I was. I guess so. That's the only way he could do anything. And then somehow, as Emily had already started putting up stuff, so we had already put it because we load our stuff in the back. Yeah. So she had taken everything in the back. So he even had the damn sign. Damn. So he low blows me. Runs his mouth and then smashes the sign on my head. Jeez. Which leaves me discombobulated for a while. And then he cuts a promo. And then luckily, I mean, T-Ray came out and chased him away. And he stole our one of our mics, of course, because he's freaking worthless garbage. But um, So you took, uh, you took a bump you did not expect to no, take that No, I'm day. not a talent. I told you, I said, I'm not a talent. I'm a mark, bro. We're not supposed to get hurt. We're not supposed to be hit. And especially the boss. Like, I'm yeah. the boss, too. You ain't supposed yep. to be... 
And that, he's the worst. Like, he should be banned everywhere. But now, he's not banned from PBW. Oh, nice. He's okay. openly invited to be there because I want to see his stupid ass coming. <laughs> I don't need him sneaking up behind getting that. It's and a valid we'll point. see how things go. And he talks about all his clients and how great they are. Mm. So, yeah, his clients are going to be put to the test. Man, going forward, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm yeah. excited to see what happens. It, uh, I missed the remedy spot during the first show. Oh, that was such a great spot. I'm glad. Like I walked in after it happened. I was like, oh hell, was, like, I missed something. But uh, I'm glad that I didn't miss that part because like of, holy shit, the it, low light of PPW's existence. Yeah, his stupid ass. But I get it. It, it sucks. Spot, so. I didn't. I I uh, of course don't want to see my friends getting getting attacked. Yeah, but at right, the same time, I was like. Brad was so shocked too. He's standing right there. And I <laughs> he was, was kind of literally like, like, bro, how did you just. He's like, bro, I just couldn't believe it was kind happening. Kind of in shock. Like, you yeah. had him banned. Like, we were like adamant about him being banned. And then he's standing right here. Same here. I was like, holy fuck, what am I supposed to do? And then they, that's what all my friends were like. <laughs> They're like, what we're supposed to do is the show. Yeah. Like, I was know, like, so I don't want to get banned. I don't uh, want to get banned <laughs> from messing yeah. with the talent. But. Yeah, so it was a tough spot. And that's how he gets so brave. That's how Nasty goes yeah. brave because he knows. The right fans are gonna not do nothing to him, so that's how he's able to run his mouth and have all that attitude. Jeez. You well, know? needless so, to yeah. say, fuck so, like Nastico. Said, everyone's welcome, and every time I you see me put posts on Facebook, I miss everybody, love everybody, most everybody, and except for Nastico. Like every time I always, except for that dude, he's the worst. But no, he's not banned anymore. That's good. He's that's good. We'll anymore. see what happens. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Man, one thing that I gotta commend you on is the fact that you have such a such a keen eye for talent um of course you didn't find these people but you had the wherewithal to put the title on maddie and on chandler and not too long after that um of course they started defending their titles everywhere um maddie was defending it at the mission pro shows and whatnot uh chandler was defending the title as well and they just quickly became two of the hottest names in Texas indie rest or in indie wrestling in general. Maddie but, wasn't even a year in. Yeah. <laughs> to the yeah. That's yeah. That's graduated. right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, and, I, and I, it would have been sooner if we could have had a show sooner. Like she, I knew like she, yeah. Sometimes you just know. Yeah. She, she definitely has the it factor for sure. And there's many too though. Like there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And since then they've both made their way on AEW dark. Uh, actually, didn't they, I know Chandler had a match on, dynamite didn't he at one point well he got he had a that was with um the murder hawk yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, but still to be (laughs) to be on tv and whatnot so both your champions stuff too yeah yeah. so the fact that you had the eye for both of those and uh yeah they both uh they make it i've been doing really big things Mm -hmm. yeah i can't take any credit but yeah i get it yeah no it's it had the right the right people at the right time which is awesome uh lucky i know that at one point recently or not too too long ago you were looking at a new venue is that still something that you're looking for or you found it already a meeting tomorrow oh man i'm excited to find out yeah because if that goes well out. then we'll be announcing dates this week really or no the next shit. date for sure but i'll know of all the dates but i'm not gonna release yeah. them on but i'll yeah. release the first one yeah, man, I can't wait to find out what that next date is. It's uh, It's been a while since a PBW show has happened, and I've been looking forward to the next one since the last one. So really excited for that. Really excited to hear that. I'm excited to have it coming. I'm excited to book. I miss it. Oh, I bet. I bet yeah. it's... I have so many plans. Doing something you love, it's uh, 
it's hard to be without it for a while. Especially yeah, the they might be all, almost a whole year. Jeez, we, we haven't ran since May. That's right. Jeez, that's right. And we're looking at hopefully April. So we'll see though. Like that tomorrow, hopefully we'll get good news, and so by the end of the week it'll be officially announced. Yeah, and then by the time this comes out, hopefully it'll be, it'll be announced, and we'll I'll say it at some point during the intro or the outro. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to finally get some more shows again i'm excited for the the next gcwa show and i'm excited for this one as well yeah. uh just live wrestling is fun dude just live events in general just seeing the camaraderie between the fans and whatnot yeah, it's i'm going to one this weekend for the first time in a long time because i've been missed i've missed a lot of shows because of my health where are you going to this weekend i'm going to the wrestling league uh, twl oh I'm nice going, yeah. nice yeah ppw champion will be in the house are they Dante oh yeah i did see that yep. i did see that the belt will be in the building that's awesome man that's that's exciting yeah they damn it, i wish i was going they bumped it to two o'clock as for for doors on a saturday jesus stuff, christ they had to i think it'll still be good i mean the, the card's gonna be great that's the so that's, that's the main thing really so it'll be good for me because i'll get to see the matches hopefully everybody can that's still good. go too <laughs> That's the thing that sucks about like Loco and all the shows. That's why I never got to go to a Wrestle Circus show is it's always on days that I work. Mm-hmm. If it was on like a Sunday, it'd be perfect. Or like it's Saturday so night. It's, Sunday, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like everyone asked me if I would. No, I don't think so. <laughs> what, uh, who do you think is going to be the next Texas, Texas wrestler to make it huge? I mean... That's the thing. We had this debate on the show because, like, my answer was Chandler Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and a lot of them are like, well, he's already kind of big. I was like, but it, so what's the definition of big? Like, so I would say, big? I would sign, kind, I, sign talent? No, I'd consider Chandler on what I'm talking about. Okay. That's what uh, I think because he's not signed. Yeah, not signed. He's had uh, offers. I don't know if y'all people know that. He doesn't say it much, but he's had offers. Oh, wow. He just doesn't have the right offer yet. So I'm, nice. but. So he's, somebody that isn't on AEW or a, or on uh, WWE, I'd even consider like Roxy not like yeah. in. She's so young and so high already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but Ring of Honor is coming back, so I think because I think she's gonna keep growing how she's growing. I mean, she had she just had her 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 tryout mm-hmm. for the E. Um, so we'll see how that goes. So it's kind of harder to say her because I feel like she's already kind of yeah, a little bit farther there. along than Chandler. Sorry, Chandler. <laughs> um, they've both been in the business about the same amount of time. Yeah. Um, I think Chandler has a year or two on her. Um, yeah, that was my answer then. So I think I stick with it. Chandler. Chandler, yeah. And if it's not, it should be him. If it's not him. If I'm wrong, then I, it's it, it, he should be next again then. But is he James? Like, yeah. There's so many great guys i mean i could say 50 guys see and i could see where you're saying what it's kind of hard to say like like they say gino yeah because gino but, but gino's, gino's with mlw a, but even then it's like he can't get signed he's signed and then <laughs> even like chris carter yeah chris carter's name is blowing up quick but he's it where's gcw like on the spectrum so there there are a lot of guys ninja mac Ninja, popular. Ninja Mac, uh, Gino, it's, he's signed. So, I mean, Gino's yeah. one of the best in Texas, but like he doesn't, he's not the answer to that question. Yeah, because he's already signed. He ain't getting signed this year. Yeah, guaranteed because he's under contract. Yeah, <laughs> with MLW, he signed a five-year contract. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Leave. I'm sorry. Those are opinions. Just <laughs> qualify these statements, even though. Maddie. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
<laughs> Maddie's one of them. Yeah, females. I mean, I would say she's made a lot. I've seen her a lot of lists of people that they think are next. Yeah. Um, people still forget, though. I mean, she's two years or whatever in with a year of that being COVID. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's crazy. So that's crazy. But talent wise, she's worthy. But I just don't know if anyone's ready to do that yet. Mm-hmm. But it, she will. I feel yeah. Maddie. Jasmine is getting there too. Jasmine is. Jasmine's there. getting there. Um, I just feel like the mic skills on everybody need to polish up a little bit. Yeah, once but they Maddie get makes there, good promos. Yeah, as far as marketing, but yeah, the on the mic promos go a lot farther, like yeah. live. So they just need more chances. Yeah, like it's not like them. It's just they just don't have the opportunities. Because yeah. sadly, indie wrestling. If you have one women's match on the card, yeah, that's about it. It's a valid point. It's a valid I've, point. I've tried to have two on mine at least, and that's still like I'm some big badass guy trying to be for women wrestling. But I just feel like I just make cards now to where the matches that I need to make my stories go where they need to go. And I'm trying to make sure that the women's part of it is yeah a big part of it. Like because I had the like show I had booked um, like I had to cancel again for COVID in September. Had two women's matches. Yeah. So, because everyone saw when I put on the for the the sponsored poster, it had Maddie and uh, Renee Michelle. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought, well, that was the match. It's like, no, they both have matches. Like, oh, like okay, okay. They, that wasn't the match. Yeah, because there's because everybody thinks, well, there's one women's matches. So that's the match. Yeah. No, they both had matches. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I try to do more than that, yeah. but it has to matter as far as storyline wise. Because I I see they're just all talents. Like, I don't, they're men's and women's, yes, because they're men and women, but they're all talents to me. I think with me, if I can go with one of the male wrestlers, I'd probably say it's either Chandler or ASF. Mm. I think are going to be the ones to make it. Yeah. Um, Next. They are extremely, extremely talented. They have all the uh, ability in the world. Um, ASF has just been killing it everywhere he's been going. Um, he can go in the ring with anybody. Yeah. And he's he's shown it. And so can Chandler. Chandler too. Chandler as well. Big, small, whatever. For the women, it I feel like it's either if you don't count Roxy because mm-hmm. because of ROH, yeah. then it's either Maddie or I want to say Jasmine. One of them too. Jasmine puts in the work. Yeah. Jasmine put in the work. And Maddie's talent speaks for itself. Yeah. And she puts in the work. Yeah. She puts in the work. Yeah, yeah to be two years in the business, one of them being COVID, <laughs> you definitely are doing something for sure yeah. for sure yeah. um but there's so much talent like you said texas is the hotbed it's always been and it always will be Bring there's it. so much talent there's so much talent in the world in texas alone it's i I wouldn't be surprised if multiple people make it mm-hmm. within the next year or two i hope for yeah, that these people are i just, hope for that the list is short because you said next because yeah, i could next. go on and on about yeah. talent worthy yeah. but next signed, yeah but i just realistically thinking who's next to be signed so before we get out of here, because I know we have things that uh, that we need to do, uh, what I want to ask you is what can we expect from Puro Pincho Wrestling in 2022? 2022? Where we can hope and pray that we don't have to cancel any more shows. Um, we will see new tag champs. First ever tag champs will be crowned this year in 2022. Nice, nice. Um, new venue? New venue, well, hopefully a new venue that I can't be as confident, but pretty confident. 
Um, I'm hoping you'll see it four shows. Oh, that'd be awesome. This year, in 2022. Six shows in 2023. That's the goal. That's Ten nice. shows by the end of December 2023 should be 10 shows. Oh, that's, that's awesome. the plan with the new venue. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm really excited for um, it. But new tag team champions you'll see at the next show. Oh, that's so cool. So we'll have that's tag so champs. Cool. We'll have Mustang going. We'll have a women's champ and a PPW champ. Man, the full full stable of that's champions. The, champ, the champion stable will be completed. Oh, that's the next show. That's another person. I, I didn't want to mean any disrespect to them, but uh, whenever I was talking about champions, Bryson as well being the Mashingon champion. That dude is amazing. That dude is amazing. I love Bryson, man. Like Bryson said, is great. He's he kind of got the title by dirty business, but mm-hmm. then I put him onto the test right away. Yeah, and he answered. He, Izzy James is no joke. Oh yeah, Izzy's <laughs> great. He's one of the best. Izzy's there is. great. Oh, you know what? That's who. Uh, that's another one that I think is going to be really yeah, he's good. On the verge, bro. Is a uh, Izzy and then uh Oh, you're talking about Alexander Crowley. Alexander Crowley, yeah, yeah. Crowley's great. Colton Man, Crowley there's so yeah. there are so many people yeah, that he's are just coming short in up. The business as well, but he's skyrocketing. Yeah, he got injured. He broke his collarbone. That's why he the the, the slowdown. But he's he's making his return this Saturday. Oh, shit. <laughs> Actually, at the, where I'm going, <laughs> the Texas Wrestling League. So there is he an abundance of talent. There's a abundance of talent that is ready to that's go saying, like there's a i could go on and on about names that are worthy but there's chandler's who i say if you see and that's another thing is a lot of people want to make a big deal about everybody that got released and they need to be on shows and it there's so much talent right now there's so yeah. much talent right now that are in the indies that like you don't need those big names it'll be cool to have them but yeah there's so much I know, big so talent like, let's get the, this guy's guy. yeah like, we, why don't we just keep doing what we're doing well brother i want to Thank you again from coming for coming out on the show. I want to thank you for having me on in the pit. That was so much fun. We need to do this uh, again both ways. Yeah, like yeah, maybe, I need definitely. To have you back, and hopefully you'll have me back. Well, maybe whenever uh, we I edit this one this. and put this one out, we'll uh, we can do something on in the pit to advertise it. Sure, we'll talk about that. That'll be a lot of fun. So, yeah. no, but thank you so much for coming out here. It was a great conversation. We could talk for hours, and I know that for a fact that we could talk for hours. <laughs> but we have so much more we could have. But, yeah. <laughs> but thank you again. This won't be the last time we have you, and uh, I look forward to the next show and look forward to more conversations with you. I appreciate Same. it, man. Thank you. See ya. And before I let y'all go, I want to fill y'all in on some news about the next Puro Pinche Wrestling Show in Kingsville. As announced on In the Pit with Josh Amash, April 23rd is going to be the return date of Puro Pinche Wrestling. So if you haven't gone out to see one of their shows before, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's extremely entertaining. Um, You'll definitely enjoy your time there. If you want more details about the show, be sure to follow at PPW underscore Kingsville on Twitter or on Facebook. Look up Puro Pincha Wrestling PPW. Also look up In the Pit in the Pit with Josh Dimash on Facebook so you can be filled in and so you can check out his amazing show. I appreciate every single one of y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. And to keep up with all of our content. Follow us at at that dude talks underscore on Twitter. You could also follow us on Instagram at that dude talks or on Facebook. Look up that dude talks on the search bar and you'll be able to find us. 
keep we'll keep you up to date with all the episodes that are coming out we'll tease what the next episode is going to be we're i'm also looking into doing highlights of previous episodes so stay tuned on all of our social medias i greatly appreciate each and every one of y'all y'all take care peace because i want to be a cowboy baby with a top left